Welcome to Health Matters, Sonoma's weekly program devoted to health and well-being. Each week through interviews, editorials, and listener participation, we will explore topics and issues of contemporary medicine and its relationship to the lifestyles of our community. Our goal is to provide you with information and resources to help you achieve and maintain what you deserve, a happy, healthy, and productive life. I'm your host, Dr. Ned Hoke, a veteran in natural methods healthcare, speaking with you today from Sonoma Valley, California, for an hour of health topic digestion and discussion. Please stay with us. And welcome back to Health, Nurse, Health Matters listeners and those who are here for the first time. We're happy to have you. We're also happy to have you as members of KSVY. So if you heard the beginning of this uh, before the show began, the, the promotion for the, the membership, please consider going to ksvy.org and become a simple mess, uh, listener member or stop by the station. We're, we need your support and we're looking for uh, understanding what, how we can better serve you as well. So please consider us on your membership achieving list. Today we're going to be doc- we're going to be joined uh, <laughs> we're going to have a, an interesting day I think uh, talking to a Dr. John Huber who is uh, his topic is five reasons why taking a vacation is this summer will improve your mental health and uh, what a topic that is and of course naturally I chose that topic uh, or that topic came to me and then I thought well I, maybe I should take the vacation so as of Monday I'm going to be going on my vacation. So I, I wanted to be further inspired by and, and to know all the wonderful things that will happen because I'm going to do this. But anyway, Dr. John Huber is a, a really uh, experienced uh, a psychologist who's, you can hear him on YouTube. He has his own radio show. He's called, uh, he's the host of Mainstream Mental, Mental Health Radio, which is uh, heard nationwide. And he uh, talks to mental health professionals on, on, on many topics. He's been on uh, NBC Radio, CBS, Fox News Radio, and 30 uh, national television programs, ABC and so on. So anyway, he's very experienced, and he'll, I'm sure he'll, he'll give us a lot of enlightening thoughts on what a vacation will mean. I'm all, I'm all ears. So while we're waiting for Dr. Huber to call, uh, I want to mention that as a reminder, listeners who uh, maybe not didn't hear us last week or the week before, I'm announcing that the, as, as is coming out in, in other media as well, the Sonoma Valley Hospital will host two classes this summer which are part of the Ceres Community Project's Nutritional Education Program, each uh, offering information and, and uh, uh, motivation and inspiration for those seeking to make positive changes in their diet and lifestyle. The first is to be offered Healing Food Basics, that's Wednesday, June the 20th, between 6 to 8 p.m., and we'll be led by Tyus Harris, who's a nutritional consultant and also the Ceres Nutritional Education Program Manager. For those of you who may not know the Ceres Project, it's a, a countywide project that is, uh, brings in young people to learn how to cook and to learn how to cook and prepare meals for many times uh, indigent or um, homebound people. So basically, they're, they're, they're getting it at two ends. They're on the front end, they're they're teaching young people to to, to, to cook and to live in the kitchen in a you know, useful and positive way, and themselves learning the basics of natural medicine cooking. 
but also they're taking these the, the, the product of their work out into the community and providing it uh, to people who need and people and various people in need. So it's 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 working at both ends in a very good way. And of course now what the, that they have this very established program, they're then going to be reaching out further to share it with the general public. So again, the first class is going to be th the Healing Food Basics. That's Wednesday, June the 20th, between 6 to 8 p.m. And their, uh, the introductory class will be help participants make the connection between good health and food and lifestyle factors that influence it, offering an overview of the serious nutrient-rich approach to healthy eating. Nutrient-rich is a uh, kind of a buzzword, but it's a very important and poignant, poignant idea of how to use food in a positive, supportive way in, this, in the sense of providing genuine nutrition instead of what Michael Pollan likes to call food-like substances. <clears throat> Topics include whole food, nutrition basics, uh, uh, shopping strategies, foods to add, foods to avoid, eating well on a budget, and healthy lifestyle choices. The second class will be offered at the hospital led by the series is called loving strike that lowering inflammation and managing sugar another really important topic that's Wednesday uh, August the 15th between 6 and 8 p.m. for more information on this uh, really wonderful offering called series at 707-829 it looks like 5833 extension uh, 220 or email education at series projects that's c e r e s P-R-O-J-E-C-T, uh, where did that go? Uh, project.org, seriousproject.org, and register online at seriousproject.org. Anyway, this should be a very, very useful um, thing and, and, a, and another addition, another good piece of work on the part of the series group. Um, okay, well, while we're still waiting for Dr. Huber, later in the program, I'm going to get to read, if depending on how our talk with Dr. Huber goes. Um, Saja Greenwood is a favorite of mine, a, a West Marin physician who was one of the really the founders of, of um, a lot of important work in San Francisco for um, the, pl sort of the, the Planned Parenthood part of, of women's health. But as a retired person, what she's done is taken on the task of keeping the public alert to the to the um, uh, she she reads the professional literature on a lot of things having to do with healthcare matters, of course, uh, but many of them have to do with eating things. Many of them have to do with kind of unknown things about how to manage uh, uh, healthcare conditions and so on. But she's always right on the ball in my experience. And so Sadia, unfortunately, is having to move away from us, but she still has a few more columns coming out. And every now and again, I read one of her columns. This one is called Five uh, Five Habits can make a difference. According to a new study led, uh, led by the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health, five healthy habits maintained during adulthood. And here's our guest. Welcome to Health Matters. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thank you, Dr. Huber. It is, is indeed. Is the background, I'm sorry? It is a little noisy in the background, yeah. Yeah. Um, let do we have about two minutes that I can change rooms here? They Absol put me over here to get me off the street here in New York. So. Absolutely, you do what you need to do. We'll, go, we'll we'll let you call, let you go, and you call us back. Okay. All right, that sounds awesome. All Thank right. you. You bet. Bye. That's supposed to go away. There we go. So he'll be with us in a couple of minutes. So to finish that paragraph, 
the bad news is Americans have shorter average life expectancy, 79.3 years, almost than almost all other high-income countries. Again, I'm reading from Saja Greenwood's Five Habits That Can Make a Huge Difference. Uh, the U.S. ranked number 31 in the, in the world for life expectancy in 2015. This is disgraceful. The good news is you can make a big difference in your health and life expectancy by uh, consistently doing things you already know are important. So that's what we'll be talking about later after we're done t visiting with Dr. Huber, talking about the, the, <laughs> the beauties of a, of a vacation. Uh, who can go wrong? And I'm going to read a little bit here uh, while we're waiting for him. Uh, if you ever feel like you're stuck in a rut or just tired uh, of the average sedentary lifestyle, then it's time to take a vacation. Although vacations might seem expensive out of the ordinary, you'd be surprised to learn that taking a vacation is more uh, feasible than you think and can have a variety of advantages for your mental health. Uh, uh, and this is again from Dr. Huber, that the, the clinical forensic psychologist from, uh, uh, from uh, Austin, Texas. He's also the host of the mainstream mental health radio show, which is a nationwide show. He's been on Fox News and CBS and NBC Radio, and, and he's been all over the place. And so he's going to have a lot to say about this interesting topic, and he should be with us just here momentarily. Um, so while we're waiting for that to come true, let's go back to the benefits of, of taking a vacation. Um, Multiple research studies indicate that there are many uh, physical and mental health benefits to gain from taking a holiday, some reportedly gaining, re remaining even two months after uh, we returned from the, to the daily grind. However, research also shows that certain habits and attitudes can neutralize these benefits and even leave you more tired and stressed out and unhealthy and overwhelmed than how you started out. So with an average vacation time a year of just being less than 20 days a year, Thankfully, recent science research suggests that you can get the greatest health benefits from uh, the short and sweet holiday time and how to avoid needing a vacation to recover from your vacation. So uh, the benefits of the vacation is life satisfaction. Uh, <coughs> vacations can, um <coughs> can contribute to psychological wellness where positive holi holiday experiences have spillover effects how individuals evaluate their overall satisfaction with, with life, particularly boosting satisfaction with social life, uh, leisure life, family life, love life, work life, spiritual life, so intellectual life, culinary life, and travel life. That's a lot of lives there. A Canadian study suggests that these improvements in life satisfaction are influenced by holiday promoting improved work balance, work-life balance, decreased time pressure, and better mental health. So life satisfactions are one of the, the real winners there. Next, physical improvements. Improvements in sleep quality. Mood, physical complaints, and blood pressure have been reported to persist after returning from a vacation and getting back to reality. Three, mental health. On top of vacations being a great emotional well-being and mood booster, another study reported that the anxiety creating tendency to focus on something that's causing us distress. And here's our guest. Welcome back, John. Are, did you make it okay? <laughs> well, if it sounds better, then yes. 
Well, it's kind of the same, but well, let's 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 go with the flow here, John. What do you say? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, let's well, do this. Well, we're we're yeah. Here we are. And anyway, well, I've I've told our audience that you're a, a man of great uh, breadth in terms of your media presence. You're all over the place. You're CBS <laughs> and and uh, Fox and so on and so forth. So maybe John, for listeners who. Uh, you're a, f- a forensic psychologist, and we'll talk a little bit about what that means and, and so on. Okay. But also, we're, let's let's talk about your media self and stuff. So you here you are the host of the the mainstream mental health radio. Tell us about that. Well, mainstream mental health radio is here because we are trying to destigmatize mental health issues. It's not a crazy thing; it's a human thing. Right. And the goal is to make mental health mainstream that we can talk about it everywhere, any place. Because if you look historically at medicine, for example, right. when, you had, when you had children getting cancer back in the 80s and you had a 15% survival rate, we started looking in what are the preventative things, what's going on long before the cancer kicks in, right. and today we have an 85% survival rate. But we don't do that with mental health. We have people who maybe we can stop them from taking that really extreme step into serious mental health issues like schizophrenia or or psychosis of different types, but we don't really know about what's going on at the beginning because people are are fearful, they're shameful, for no reason other than social stigma. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, it certainly is true. In my experience, uh, uh, I was active in the psychology movement back in the day of Esalen and Fritz Perls and in that world. And I, wow. I, I certainly, I certainly had a lot. Of, well, and ended up teaching at Yale for a while too, which was kind of amazing. But at any rate, uh, <laughs> uh, the, 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 the one of the things in, in the group process basis that we did see exactly is is the people having shame about the fact that they had suffering, the fact that they had sorrow, that the fact that they were. Uh, in some way, they had mental health issues or, or emotional and mood issues and so on. So shame was one of the biggest, biggest parts of, or not, I can't say the biggest, but certainly one of the most prominent things that we saw over and over and over again of st- a stumbling block. So what can you give us a little guidance in terms of some of that? Because it's a, such an important topic. You know, what, what, how, do you, how do you start it down that road of getting over and having people sort of face up to the fact that, that living is difficult as uh, I forget his name that wrote that book, said that the, the first line of the book was "Life is hard," you know, or something. But I, and it was—it's so apropos today, even as it was then. Right. Exactly. It, you know, there there are several cultures uh, around the world and here in the United States that that teach us that mental health issues means you're broken and you're damaged goods and you're of no right. value. Right. And if we look historically at some of our greatest leaders, some of our greatest artists. They all suffered for, from different things. I mean, Van Gogh, with, with everything, we don't really know what he had, but right, right. some kind of psychosis, either schizophrenia or maybe some bipolar with manic, uh, not manic depression, that's what bipolar is, but with uh, psychosis when you get into his mania, mania stage. Right. And it, it, it's an amazing thing. It's a blessing for a lot of people because they see the world in a different perspective. Right. And we have to, you know, we have to, Stop being fearful that somehow we're broken if that's the way it is. That and and realize that hey, it is part of being human. And some of the best things that have happened to, to humankind has happened because of somebody seeing the world differently. Right. And uh, and how do we deal with that? Well, if you're a parent, you have a child who has an issue like that. 
don't ever underestimate what your child can and cannot do because of their mental illness. In fact, we do that with kids who are normal all the time, and we shouldn't do that. We put limitations on them and keep telling them no, 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 no. And then when we expect them to perform, they have this, well, I can't do it because I've always been told no mentality. And it's even worse with with mental health issues, and we have to overcome that. Uh Uh-huh. Well, it certainly is uh, a topic that's very close to my heart in terms of what you just said. And, and, and of course, in Van Gogh's case, of course, part of what they say is, is that he, was, he, was, he had a toxic brain because he was sucking on the, yes. the, the, the materials that he was using. But anyway, uh, <laughs> coming, coming back to this, uh, this topic of the day. So I, part of the reason I jumped at this opportunity to visit with you, John, was because I, I myself knew I was desperate for vacation. And starting this Monday, I'm, I'm pushing off onto mine. So... I, I'm using this as a, as a send-off for myself, but but awesome. for, but for yeah, but for our listeners who need a reason, a need they need to, to they need a, a justification for really taking time away from all the the challenges that they think are so critical. Let's start walking through some of the reasons about what modern research is showing how how critical uh, vacation time is and. Let's talk a little bit about some of the, you know, the psychic benefits. And uh, so start us down that road, if you would, John. Give us a little sort of synopsis, and then we'll get into some particulars. And then if you're willing, we'll ask our audience to call in if they have any questions of you that might just be of value. Would you be willing to take a question? That would be awesome. Okay. Well, what, we'll, what, what, I, what I'd like to start with is yeah. that, you know, 80% of Americans don't take vacation time. They just let it sit there and really? do wow. whatever with. Yes, it's wow. really scary. Wow. And I, you know, I'm, I'm a small business owner with my practice and everything Jeez. else. And and one one day, my kids about three years ago were like, "Hey, you know, how come we don't go on vacations anymore?" Ooh. And I never realized we weren't doing that. Ooh. And <laughs> busted. So. Yes, busted. And one of the things is that that uh, I, I've been one way or another in the public eye for a while, mm-hmm. and we'd go on vacation. My wife and I went to Vancouver, and somebody you know interrupted our dinner. It's like, hey, how are you doing, Doc? What's going on? And I'm like, wait, I'm on vacation. Mm-hmm. So we decided to do something different. We rented one of those huge, like Winnebago type campers, mm-hmm. and took off and it was probably the best thing we could have ever done mm. i mean it was it was amazing we didn't ever have one person you know because we were eating in the in the camper and mm. traveling mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and uh it, it was such a relaxing experience and uh since then we've been much better at taking vacations and remembering why i work so hard and why my wife works so hard mm-hmm. you know to to have the things we have is so we can enjoy them and connect with our family. And if you're not doing that, why are you wasting your time drudging away at something that, mm-hmm. you know, when you're gone, it's going to be gone. Right, right. Well, and, you, and what your publicist sent me that says also, it's that traveling also just makes you happier. It is, it, apparently there's some, some, there's a, read the line here, a study from Cornell University found that we receive more happiness from anticipating travel experiences in comparison to uh, 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 buying something new, and of course, of course so many of our listeners uh, probably, you know, well, they, they they're often are making choices that of buying something new when maybe they really ought to be taking a vacation. That that is significant. What's also important is when they 
There's several other research studies out there specifically addressing adults and what they remember from their childhood. Right. And the children or the adults who traveled as children remember having a far superior growing up upbringing and, and family connection than wow, kids who yes. didn't get to travel. Yes, yes. And it didn't, yeah, and it didn't matter if they were getting new shoes every year or hand-me-down. Right. The thing that, that made these kids connect with their own family, feel belonging, feel love, feel an attachment to their country was travel wow. and, and and it's significant they would even go back and interview the, the parents about the significant trips they had and how awesome they were and the parents would start laughing at about 80% of them because the kids didn't remember everything that went wrong on the trip they didn't remember them getting <laughs> right. sick and throwing up on the Ferris wheel and, right. and, and being stuck with a flat tire for four hours it didn't matter what mattered was the trip right. and the connections they had with those people that they cared about exactly. and reinforce that caring. Exactly. John, we did you take a break. We're listening, to, we're listening to Dr. John Huber, and we're talking about five reasons why, take, why taking a vacation this summer will improve your mental health. Please stay with us, John, and listeners, we'll be back with you in just a moment. The Sonoma Weather Report is brought to you by the Vintners at Vine Alley. The Vintners of Sonoma Vine Alley offer a variety of wines and experiences to allow you to relax, enjoy life, and not have to leave downtown Sonoma. Located on East Napa Street between Broadway and First Street East, the wineries include Passaggio, Fulcrum, McLaren, Westwood, Sonoma Loeb, Cahoon Galadia, Inkadoo, and Black Knight, all in one little alley. It's Thursday all day long, and it's the 7th of June, 2018. Thank you for listening to KSVY. We've got outstanding weather, sunny skies today, 82 degrees the high with a south wind around 11 miles per hour. Tonight, clear skies, stars will be out, low around 56 degrees with a southwest wind, 7 to 14 miles per hour, gusting as high as 18. Sunny skies on Friday, 87 the high with clear overnight, 59 the low. And welcome back to Health Matters. Dr. Ned Hoke today joined by Dr. John Huber. And his topic, five reasons why taking a vacation this summer will improve your mental health. So, John, if you're still with us, um, yes. let's, let's get further into this. Let's find out some, some more things about this. I mean, let, there, my understanding is, is that life satisfaction and, 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 and physical improvements and mental health and creativity, all these, in, the indices of all these things are influenced by vacation. So I don't know if you've done any of this research or if you're sort of just reporting re- research that you've read. Do you have any, uh, uh, well, let, let's, let's dis- discriminate that. Do, are you somebody that's actually done some research uh, yourself or are you more just sort of an advocate and, and sort of standing up for it? Well, I, I'm a practitioner more than a researcher. I did teach for 21 years at the university, but as a, a, a practitioner and professor where I would right. help train train other people becoming psychologists and psychotherapists. Right. So I, re- I, I read research all the time. Right. Uh, I have participated in research recently, but not in this particular genre. Specific. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so anyway, there's the, there's the issue of... And of course, so many of our clients, and I'm an oriental medical doctor and acupuncturist, and so the, but, but so many of the people we see, and I, and I know you know this as well, 
what, what a lot of what they're dealing with are mood disorders and depression. This is a, and or anxiety, kind of those who seem to be so yes. ubiquitous. And so, uh, it's what what advice do you have for a for a for a lover, partner, a friend, and so on and so forth? How do you how do you reach into the that that situation with someone you care about? How do you help them? kind of get on the vacation track or how what what do you what kind of advice do you give people about, about that particular that you know, making that outreach to sort of people yeah exactly yeah. yeah what 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 I do is I typically start small cuz usually people are afraid like you know as a self-employed person a lot of my friends are self-employed right. and they're like when I'm gone I'm not just having the expense <laughs> of the vacation right. but I have no income and I've got other employees sitting around you know right. I'm the the focus and it scares people and it, it scares me too I mean I'm human that, that, that's the way it works but I find that by getting them to take baby steps in a lot of cases uh, and I, I'm, I'm a second degree black belt I'm getting ready to start the cycle and process of, of testing out over a two to two and a half year period mm -hmm. for my third degree uh -huh. and and I spend up to six hours a week doing martial arts and what I find is that is something that it gets the blood pumping. It keeps me from being able to look at a computer screen or a cell phone because both of my hands are being active. And if I'm distracted, I find myself picking, being picked up off the ground. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, right. and, uh, and, and when I get my friends and even my producer, Ryan McCormick, who, who you talked to, right. he started doing this about a year ago. And we have this conversation starting about four months ago, how his life has changed so much for the positive since he started doing it that he can't imagine ever not doing it. We're talking doing martial arts. Yes. Uh-huh, okay, that's right. And, right. And that's a little break during the week. It's not a full vacation. Right. But y you ask how I start getting my patients interested in it. Well, now I've got some real-world experience for them and say, okay, see how you feel now just by making this little improvement. Right. Now, taking that step, taking that week, you'll be amazed how much, maybe even two or three weeks, you'll be amazed how much better you feel, how it gives you clarity, sharpness of mind. It reminds us of why we do the things we do and we're not what we do. We are people who go and just happen to have a job and are psychologists and doctors and therapists. Right, right. So and you, you also say in, in your notes here that you can positively change your personality. So that's, that's a pretty striking... Um, but you're saying by pushing yourself out of the comfort zone. Say a little bit about that. I mean, I mean, you you work intimately with people, and so you you know where people are living in a way by by being with them over right. and over again. And so this business of pushing out of the comfort zone, of course, is is one of the uh, one of the objects of therapy, if I remember therapy correctly. And so it, it is, it is. Well, what we see is that you know we we get into our jobs and we start being successful at it, and we start moving forward. And, and, and all of a sudden we find out that that's what we're doing and we're working 10, 12 hour days and we forget about the joys we have in life and we start to kind of become a curmudgeon and we start withdrawing. We don't necessarily hang around with all our quote unquote happy friends because, you know, I'm just not in the mood. It's been a tough day at work. I don't really want to go and do that. And taking that vacation wakes up a lot of that inside of us. When you when you really honestly separate and leave your work behind, you know, much like that little vacation I take 
six hours a week with martial arts. I go in there and I'm instructed in Korean. I can't think about the person who just committed or attempted suicide while I was at the hospital. That is out of my thought pattern, or I am, again, picking <laughs> myself up off the ground. Right, right. Well, and also, you, there's, there's uh, um, uh, the, 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 I've I noticed this myself recently with, a, with a, one of my best friends in town here was planning a vacation, and she was going over and over it and just, just and, and really loving it. And, and, and I just saw, and she's somebody who works very, very hard all the time, six yeah. days a week kind of thing. And I saw life coming back into her by, this, by the pre-vacation high, it's called. So, it's, I mean, say something about that, if you would. I mean, because it seems to me that's kind of an important thing. Oh, definitely. It's kind of like the... Uh the, the, the mental foreplay we have before our vacation. We're, we're planning all these amazing things and you haven't gotten there yet. So you've got choices. You haven't gotten stuck in anything. And we start feeling freedom again because we're not stuck in our nine to five job. We're looking at, oh, I can do this, this, or this, or maybe I can do this. Um, for example, right now I'm here in New York City and I'm doing a big media blitz. In fact, I start about 7 o'clock tomorrow and I finish about 9 o'clock tomorrow night. Wow. Um, then I've got Saturday afternoon and I start at WFAN at 7 o'clock Sunday morning and I actually end up at the comic strip at 5.30 and I have a little 10-minute set and then I'm off to the airport. Oh, wow. And I decided, to, I decided to bring my wife. And, you know, we set up all these things in between all my interviews and, and studio visits and things like that. And she had, just, I mean, my kids are like, oh, my God, why are you so happy? What's going on for the last two weeks? has been bouncing around, smiling and giggling. And I, I've lived it and watched it firsthand. It is a true phenomenon. It's just not a made-up thing like you mentioned your friend. Right. Exactly. It is real. Oh, it, it, it was, I was just taken aback to, to see how, how much of a transformation there was in this person and getting into the details and want, showing me pictures on the, on the, on the iPhone. Of here, here's this place that I'm going to. I was just, I was enchanted. Now, the other thing is, is that, of course, there is a thing called vacation uh, deprivation. And, of course, apparently, my understanding that, that Expedia in, in 2013 uh, said 10% percent of the Americans felt they could never relax while on vacation. So there is a kind of a, uh, there's a, there's an inhibition about that, that they almost like a, a lack of daring to, to go out and see the world and to kind of get, as, as you were talking earlier about the comfort zone, about getting out of the comfort zone. So how do you advise your clients and people who you can see are stuck in their comfort zone and, and they, even though they're living with this desperate situation called vacation deprivations. Uh, how, how do you in, how do you encourage them? You said you said sort of step by step, small pieces and that kind of thing. But but from a like from a mental health point of view, maybe I'm just repeating myself. But it well, it, no, you you're making a lot of sense, and 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 the things are very closely related. Right. How you know? Okay, so I get them to go take the vacation. But then 10% of them aren't going to have fun because they're stressed out. Right. They're not working. What's happening? What if somebody, you know, it's almost like an OCD patient right. who has to lock and unlock the door 20 times before they can go to work in the morning. Right. It's like, what if, what if the iron is still on? And they worry the whole time and don't enjoy the Grand Canyon or right. wherever they're at. Right, right. And, it, you know, you have to find a person's motivation and work with them. Mm -hmm. And... That, that's why I like doing the baby steps because, if, for example, the martial arts doesn't work, you know, 
there's other things they can be doing, learning to play a musical instrument, learning to expand themselves through art, painting, pottery, do these different things, and find what works for your client or you if you're doing it. Right. And then you use that moment to help expand your comfort zone, falling back on that. So you take the trip to... to to the Grand Canyon, but you take it to the pottery places. You look at Indian pottery and all that because you started learning to work with clay right. and you find joy in that and you expand off of that. Don't expect them to hit a home run the first time they go away. Right, right. Well, and, and I think what you're saying is is that there's, and what I think the gift, of, at least for me, the gift of what we've talked about, one of the gifts, I should say, of what we've talked about so far is by really capturing the the principle that that in your case going doing the martial arts I mean there is that's a vacation or you're just you're, say, you're just saying this moment about uh, something like a hobby of some kind whether it's clay or whatever it is but that is by by visualizing that as a vacation itself by 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 really capturing yes. capturing that the separateness of that time and the unique experience that that represents that for for and again for like you said so many there were, at least in my experience so many people are not taking time off they're they're just grinding themselves slowly slowly down 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 or at least not you know not able to sort of strike out in whether, whether they're grinding or not they're they're not striking out they're not moving out of this of a very very same life all the time 24/7 and of course what you're saying and and you're giving us the gift of this understanding which is there's a tremendous thing to be gained by doing that. So in terms of uh, mental health and uh, physical health and so on. So, John, is there anything that our listeners, well, I should give our listeners a chance to, to call in. For any of you out there, this is now a moment. We're talking to Dr. John Huber. He's a forensic psychologist, and we'll, we'll ask him in a minute what that means. Uh, and while we're waiting for calls, if there's anybody out there that wants to give us, uh, have a word with Dr. Huber or want to say something about their vacation anxieties or their vacation needs, please feel free to give us a call, 707-933-9133. So, John, while we're waiting for calls, uh, tell us about forensic psychology. What's that about? Well, forensic psychology is basically the interaction between mental health and the law mm -hmm. and how that affects people directly. For example, if you're uh, going through a divorce and you and your spouse are fighting over your children, you know, the judge wants to make the best possible decision he can. So they hire someone like me to basically identify the different parenting styles, mm -hmm. identify the strengths and weaknesses of the children, and which parenting styles may benefit the personality types of the kids. And I write up a report to the judge, and I usually mix it up between five and eight different variations, depending upon the number of kids they have and things the judge can do. And he reads them all, and he makes a better educated decision. I don't make the decision. Right. I just try to help him in context with what's going on with the law. Mm -hmm. um, I also do competency to stand trial. I have evaluated serial killers for risk for violence. I just got to work on an international case where there was a double homicide and carjacking and, uh, you know, worked on, on that case with just over in February between here and Germany. Wow. And uh, we, we analyzed and looked at, at psychological reports from overseas and, you know, how they interpret psychology differently we do here and help educate the judge on how better to, to serve not only the public, but what needs to happen with this individual. We have issues like culpability, which we don't normally talk about in mental health, 
but with the law being there, are they culpable for their crime? Mm-hmm. You know, is there something going on? Now, it doesn't mean we don't find them guilty if they did something, but now we look at sentencing and we use mental health as a possible mitigating factor in their sentence. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're at you're in Austin, so are you connected to UT at all, or are you part? Or, uh, <laughs> I was in San Marcos, which is about thirty minutes south, right. and it was Texas State University until this past summer when I basically retired after 21 years. Aha, uh-huh. so. I see. Okay, yeah, the, the other, the, close by, shall we say. Close by. Yes, close, yes. Close yes. by. Well, John, we haven't had a call, so I guess what we'll do is we'll let you get on with all the other uh, wonderful conversations you're going to have today and tomorrow, and I hope you have a great time in New York, and it was sir, nice to have you t- take some time for us today on Health Matters. Well, you got an important show, and I believe in that whole body-mind connection my wife's a massage therapist, and we we have benefited greatly from body work and Reiki and acupuncture and right. and I've been incorporated into uh, I have privileged two medical hospitals just because of that, and the doctors there realize how important that connection is. Well, you're, so keep you're, doing what you're doing. <laughs> okay, John. Well, thanks thanks for taking the time, and and I was really a delight to have you with us. So thanks again, and have a good time in New York. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Have okay. a great one. Bye now. So that's Dr. John Huber, and he had quite a lot to offer for us, I think, and, and I think validated sort of a lot of the science and the thoughts about the, how critical vacations really are and uh, uh, the benefits, and, and the, as like we were talking about before, the life satisfaction, physical improvements, the improvements in sleep quality, improvements in mood, improvements in physical compl- uh, con- uh, complaints and blood pressure have been reported to persist after returning from vacation. In other words, the benefits stick around. Um, so the mental health on top, uh, on top of vacations being great for emotional well-being and, and a mood booster, another uh, study reported that anxiety cre- uh, creating tendency to focus on something causing distress instead of thinking of solutions and fr- uh, getting over it, that's cr- there's rumination, and rumination lessens during vacation. So instead of constantly, and of course, it's one of the things in Chinese medicine that's famous for um, having a negative uh, factor, neg- negative factor in, in, in the living of the body is is what they call excessive thinking, or what the word there here is, ruminations. And as you thinking over and thinking over and thinking over and thinking over, this is vacations, uh, help you with that and and, and stays of, of even uh, two weeks or less um, uh, result in longer term uh, reductions in that rumination tendency. Creativity, the cognitive flexibility is another feature. It's, the, it's a component of creativity that bestows the ability to adapt our thinking to face new and unexpected conditions to the environment have been shown to be boosted after a long summer holiday. So we're talking about the five reasons for taking a vacation this summer and how that will improve your mental health. We'll we'll be back with you in just a moment. If you have some thoughts on that topic, please feel free to give us a call after the break, 933-9133. We'll be back with you in just a moment. Please stay tuned. Programming for KSVY is brought to you in part by the Tina Schoen Group, located at Sotheby's International Realty, Body Best Collision Center, and Sonoma Hills Retirement Community. This health moment is brought to you in part by Sonoma Valley Hospital. One of the easiest ways to stay healthy is to take a walk. 
Walking just 20 or 30 minutes several times a week can pay big benefits. It improves cardiovascular fitness, helps maintain weight, strengthens muscles and bones, and reduces the risk of developing many illnesses such as heart disease and diabetes. And it's convenient. You can walk at your own pace any time of the day. So get out and enjoy the beautiful fall days here in Sonoma and do some good for your health in the process. Welcome back to Health Matters. Dr. Ned Hoke now finishing the hour. We've spoken with Dr. John Huber, the forensic psychologist who from Austin, Texas, who was, was calling us from New York City where he's on a media blitz. He's on all sorts of shows all over the country. Apparently, uh, uh, he, didn't, he didn't say a great deal about other than, this, other than the vacation issue, uh, what exactly he was doing, but he seems like he's having a good time. And for our listeners who have some thoughts about vacations and how if they have a story that they might want to tell about their vacation and how it, it served them or it didn't, we'd be happy to hear hear about that, 707-933-9133. Don't, forget, don't, uh, don't be afraid to call and tell us about what your thoughts are about vacations. While we're waiting for those calls, let me just go on and continue the topic here. The cognitive flexibility, the, the, I, I started that before we went away, the c- component of creativity that bestows the ability to adapt our thinking to face new and unexpected conditions in the environment has been shown to be boosted after a long summer holiday. Ideas generated at work after a holiday were more diverse than before going on vacation, showing more ingenuity by avoiding reliance on conventional ideas and routine solutions. For a career, the the, uh, higher degree of job involvement coupled with decreased job stress and work burnout makes for happier, harder working when returning to work. So how to boost vacation benefits and avoid the pitfalls? And I was talking with uh, Dr. Uh, Huber about the vacation deprivation survey uh, 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 conducted for Expedia, that's the travel site, that in 2013, 10% of Americans felt they they could never relax on vacation. Such negative vacation experiences have been shown to detract from overall life satisfaction, particularly in social life, family life, love life, work life, health and safety, financial life, spiritual life, and culinary life even. And even for those who have time of their, in their lives when they are away, some habits can uh, counteract the good that those positive holiday experiences achieved. So making the most of the pre-vacation high. This is, again, how to boost vacation benefits and avoid the pitfalls. So, this, the, so the first, number one, make the most of the pre-vacation high. You can ride a, a pre-trip high where research on the, uh, the rosy view phenomenon, parentheses rosy view, suggests that the pre-trip high may have an even more positive impact on one's well-being, presumably even stronger than the actual experience itself, or the post-trip memories. That's an interesting thought, the pre-vacation high. Like that was a new one for me. And, but don't let the pre-vacation uh, workload and the home load get out of control. Um, the rosy view phenomenon can s- counterbalance the all-too-common pre-vacation stress that comes with piling up of, of, of home load, i.e. packing, toe tidying, arranging pet care, and workload needs to finish. However, this is not always the case, and women in particular are at higher risk of missing out on the vacation benefits due to generally having a larger increase in the home load 
on top of the increased workload when compared to her partner. Again, we're talking about how to boost vacation benefits and avoid pitfalls. Plan an easy, this is number three now, plan an easy return to work. High work demands after vacation have been shown to eliminate the positive vacation effects and speed up the fade-out process. Preparing in advance for gently easing into work and to preventing overwhelming workloads is a good move. Number four, again, how to boost vacation benefits and avoid pitfalls. Choose leisurely, uh, leisure goals widely. Many people make goals on a holiday that they don't really, they don't, uh, don't keep like, I'll run on the beach every morning or I'll visit every touristic site there is to see. Well, research says if you set more attractive, realistic travel goals and take actions to implement them, you're more likely to experience higher levels of subjective well-being from your vacation. Ah, so there it is. So don't plan too much for your vacation. Don't, don't stuff it with stuff. Number five. Leave narcissism at the door, ah, particularly in men. Higher levels of narcissism are linked to larger differences between what one expects from a holiday and what is actually experienced. That's an interesting statement. Research suggests that this may be due to when something doesn't go, as, go, on, go to plan, the positive vacation illusions of narcissistic individuals are burst, challenging their sense of control over events in their lives. Okay, number six, again, we're talking about um, how to boost vacation benefits and avoid pitfalls. Workaholics, work a little less, please. If you work compulsively, you might get a greater boost in well-being during your holiday, but when you return, the drop in well-being is much greater than for non-worker non-working workaholics. Being a workaholic is associated with many nasty problems with physical and mental and are best avoided anyway, but making an active choice to change workaholic habits could generate an even greater vacation-induced well-being boost than ever experienced. And the last one, number six, make healthy eating choices. Um, these findings should... Uh, uh, be taken with a pinch of salt uh, due to the absence of group uh, of a group control. But nonetheless, one study found a, a very small but statistically significant weight gain of 0.3 kilograms after a vacation period that uh, persisted six weeks after the vacation. They su suggested that cumulatively, year on year, this could contribute to obesity. Taking a healthy approach to eating and exercising habits while on vacation should do the work. So that's a lot of, I think, useful thoughts about, and, and, and it really expanded the, the, my perception, at least, of the opportunities and the, you know, the, real, the, the real things to be thinking about in terms of vacation travel. As I say, I'm just I'm myself headed out the door on Monday this coming, and uh, so many of those thoughts are relevant to me, and I have to sort of absorb them and think them in. Now, for the last part of our, our, our hour together, I'm going to, as I, as I promised, I was going to read from my friend Sadja Greenwood, uh, who does the column, and she's, she, she can, her columns, all of her columns are, let me see if I can say that, if you like what the way she's, uh, she's like what she's saying here. It's Sadja, it's S-A-D-J-A 37 at Gmail. So for that, and she's also, wait a minute, there's a, there's a blog address here, hold on. Well, maybe it'll show up in the text. Anyway, um, 
Anyway, here's five habits that can make a huge difference. According to this study, that uh, Americans are not living longer. This new study published in the Journal of Circulation aimed to quantify how much healthy lifestyle factors might be able to boost longevity in the United States. Uh, data came from the Harvard Chan researchers and colleagues looking at 34 years of data from 78,865 women and 27 years of data from 44,354 men participating in respectively, the Nurses Health Study and the Health Professionals Follow-Up Study. The researchers looked at how, fi how five low-risk lifestyle factors may Im Im impact mortality. Now, the first one is kind of a no-brainer. No, not smoking. The second one, known but not quite as well known, uh, keeping a lower body mass index, that is 18.5 to 24.9 kilograms per milliliter per meter squared. Okay, another one, number three, doing at least 30 minutes of, or more per day of moderate to vigorous physical activity. Four, having a moderate alcohol intake, for example, one five ounce glass of wine per day for women or two glasses for men, and keeping a healthy diet. Those are the five things that increase your, or that is the impact mortality that lower your death risks. Women and men who checked all five boxes had an average life expectancy that was 14 years and 12 to 12 years longer than the life expectancy of people with none of those healthy habits. Now listen to that. Isn't that a striking statement? Uh, isn't that a striking statement? Women and men who checked all five boxes had an average life expectancy that was 14 years and 12 years longer and the life expectancy of people had none of them, none of these healthy habits. <clears throat> and the researchers found a, a dose-response relationship, meaning that for each healthy habit a person adopted, life expectancy was increased. As you can see, these are very large numbers. The researchers also found that American women and men who maintained the healthiest lifestyles were 82% less likely to die from cardiovascular disease and 65% less likely to die from cancer when compared to those with the least healthy lifestyles over the course of a roughly 30-year st study period. Again, that's a very striking kind of, kind of statement there. I mean, after all, you know, the 82% less likely to die from cardiovascular disease, 65% less likely to die from cancer when compared to those with the least healthy lifestyles. Of course, that does sort of say what it is. For study participants who didn't adopt any of the low-risk habits, the researchers estimated that life expectancy at age 50 was 29 years for women, 25.5 years for men. But for those who ad adopted all four, life expectancy at age 50 was projected to be um, 41.3 years for women and 37.6 years for men. In other words, women who maintain all five healthy habits gained on an average of 14 years of life, and then men who uh, gained get 12 years of life for those who didn't maintain the healthy habits. So that's pretty striking stuff. And uh, so that we still need to take a vacation, though, however good our, our healthy habits may be. Compared uh, with those who didn't follow any of the healthy habits lifestyles, those who followed the all five were 74% less likely to die during the study period. The researchers also found there was a dose uh, response relationship between each individual healthy lifestyle 
and a reduced risk of early death and the culmination of all five behaviors that was linked to the most additional years of life. The study underscores the importance of following healthy lifestyle habits for the improving longevity in the U.S. population. This said Frank Ha. He's the chair of the Department of uh, Nutrition at Harvard Chan School and the senior author of the study. However, adherence to the healthy lifestyle habits is very low. That's an interesting statement. There, the adherence to the healthy lifestyle habits is very low. Therefore, public policies should put more emphasis on creating healthy food, build, build, and social environments to support and promote healthy diet and lifestyles. Other Harvard Chan uh, School study authors, and then there's a bunch of names that are all Chinese. Anyway, um, Let's look at healthy habits realistically. They are sensible and well-known, but not easy for many people. Quitting smoking can be hard and should be done early in life. Vaping is not the, not the answer, as it has its own hazards, including nicotine dependency and toxins in the vaping liquids. For help quitting smoking, the Centers for Disease Control has a good website and a line to call for advice, 800-784-8669. That's 800 800- 7848669 that's the uh, centers for disease control uh, call advice line for quitting smoking uh, and uh, let's see for for find your body mass index your doctor's office uh, or go to nh wait a minute go to nhlbabi at nih.gov Achieving healthy body weight may be difficult if you are overweight and have tried dieting without success. Some plans being advertised on TV are quite costly. Anyway, um, that's a few words from Sadja, Sadja Greenwood, uh, and her. And so she's got a blog, and she's, she likes. There's a just, just. I'm sure there's miles and miles of of interesting articles that she'd written, and I urge anybody that's seeking to restore their health to read Sadja Greenwood. She's got a lot to say and can give you a lot of just very simple, very practical advice. And I'm going to be away for a few weeks, and uh, Adam Lehman will be in sometimes to uh, cover the space here. Other times there'll be repeat programs, but I'm going to chance to take my vacation, and I'm going to be away for until I get back. I guess that's the way of saying that. And if you cannot pacify your spirit and let your mind be happy, Right, that you let your mind be complicated with desires and worries, your disease will not be cured. To be healthy, you must avoid anger and worry, but keep your mind happy, your heart at ease, and your desires at low levels. That's the basic guidance of the Yellow Empress Classic of Internal Medicine. That is the basic book of Chinese medicine. And our health matters still is healthcare is not a noun, it's a verb. We want you to uh, think of KSVY uh, as a membership opportunity for you. We, we try to be here every week in a good way so that we can try to uh, provide uh, all kinds of different forms of useful service. Upcoming is Rabbi Rick with, I'm sure, a good show. And until I get back, assuming I ever do, until then, I wish you well. <laughs>